0: In today's show, as you can see, Bitcoin is pumping, currently above $27,300. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. we uh also quoting Max Kaiser right here. The Bitcoin difficulty adjustment is leading a relatively small group of humans to a perfect money future. This is the face of God. And quoting Satoshi, if you don't believe me or don't get it, I don't have the time to try to convince you. Sorry. And check this out. Liz Warren's Crypto Army is out targeting Bitcoin for illicit money transfers and laundering. Meanwhile, the penalty. Pentagon could only account for 39% of its $3.5 trillion in assets and racked up $35 trillion in accounting changes in just one year. Facts. Also in today's show, net Bitcoin ATMs record an increase after four months of global downtrend. That's right, ATMs are on the rise. Also we'll be discussing, Cathedral Bitcoin unveils plans for their off-grid Bitcoin mining in Texas, we'll also be discussing is Biden's controversial Bitcoin mining tax dead or set to rise from the ashes. We'll also be discussing BitMEX founder Arthur Hayes predicts a Bitcoin bull market ahead and says to expect fireworks. I will break down his timeline. I'll also be sharing the latest of Michael Saylor and his prediction for 2023. He says gold will fail and be replaced by Bitcoin. Bank collapses a political decision. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this. Plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1301. Happy Saturday, Stack and Sats Day. Today is June 3rd, 2023. And I'm your host JV. Naturally, we have lost the cover. Let's start with the market watch. You can see Bitcoin in the green up 1% for the day. Trading above $27,300 at the time of this live stream. We also have Ether up three quarters of a percent, trading back above $1,900, and Tron leading the pack up about eight and a half percent, trading above $0.8.2. Cents. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the current crypto market cap sitting above $1.14 trillion with only $21 billion in volume at the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 45.9%, with the Ether dominance just shy of 20% even at 19 percent and about an hour ago it was at uh 20 percent uh yeah and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours as you can see tron lead in the pack up 8 percent trading above 8.2 cents followed by woo network up five percent trading above 24 cents followed by immutable up five percent trading just above 80 cents and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week We also have Tron lead in the pack here up almost 11%. We got PLS up 7%, Pepe up 3.5%, and PLSX up 3.9%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 53 neutral, yesterday a 50, last week a 48, and last month a 64 in greed. So there you have it. It is what it is. Welcome everyone just joining us. Hope you're having a Fantastic weekend thus far. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts and what is happening. Bitcoin price has settled at around 27,000 after dipping below that level on a few occasions during the working week with most altcoins also quiet for today, aside from Tron, which has skyrocketed by double digits. So although Monday started on a highly positive note after the US government's debt ceiling deal and Bitcoin skyrocketed to two week highs at 28,500, but the week didn't turn out. All that well for the leading crypto asset. It was rejected there, which brought it back down to 28,000 at first. However, a grand price dump follow, which pushed it south of just about 27,000. The following two days delivered a few more price dips and the second of which took the Bitcoin price action to a weekly low of 26,500. But nonetheless, we started pumping here again this morning, currently above 27,300. And as such, the crypto's market cap remained at the same level as yesterday, just over $525 $525 is Its dominance over the alts, though, has taken yet another minor hit, down to roughly 46%, uh, percent, as I pointed out. Now, the altcoins have also calmed on the 24-hour scale, similar to Bitcoin. Ethereum went on a trip south of 1900 during the week, but managed to reclaim that level after a few consecutive minor daily increases. Then we have Ripple and Cardano jumped about 1% to 2% in the past 24 hours, while Doge, Solana, Litecoin, and Polkadot are up by under 1%. So there you have it. And quoting Max Kaiser, the Bitcoin difficulty adjustment is leading the relatively small group of humans to a perfect money future. This is the face of God. Touche. Preach. With that being shared, fam, welcome to everyone just tuning in to today's live show. Now let's discuss Bitcoin ATMs on the rise, which I love to see. Definitely a good metric. Uh, how many of you have ever used a Bitcoin ATM? Let me know in the comments right down below. And let's break this down. Breaking the year-long worldwide trend of declining Bitcoin and crypto ATMs, May recorded a steep increase about time with nearly 1,400 net installations. The total number of crypto ATMs consistently declined in the first four months of this year. And during the time frame, major economies like the U.S. contributed to the dwindling numbers. But Australia, Poland, and Spain increased their crypto ATM installations. So that's right. United States, were falling behind. Now, the chart, which you can see here, shows that in the first four months of this year, the net crypto ATMs worldwide declined by almost 6,000. And in May, however, about 1,400 machines were added back to the global crypto ATM network, confirming data from coin ATM radar. While Bitcoin ATMs do not contribute to the growth of the Bitcoin network, it serves as a physical gateway for people to exchange their fiat currencies for crypto. In 2023 alone, Australia installed a total of 233 ATMs, climbing up the ranks to become the third largest largest crypto ATM hub in the world. So shout out to all the fam down under. And despite a poor long reduction, the United States maintains the leading position, representing 84.7% of crypto ATMs worldwide, followed by Canada at only 7.6%. And at this time, 35,000 ATMs remain operational worldwide. And recently, a hacker manager to access sensitive information, a Bitcoin ATM manufacturer, General Bytes, including passwords, private keys, and funds, as announced here by General Bytes on Crypto to Twitter. On March 17th to the 18th, 2023, General Bytes experienced a security incident where released a statement urging customers to take immediate action to protect their personal information. That is scary, isn't it? He, they quoting them here. We have taken immediate steps to further unauthorized access of our systems and are working tirelessly to protect our customers. They shared, and as previously mentioned, the hacker managed to drain at least 56 Bitcoin and 21 Ether, and to avoid a similar situation in the future, the company advised its operators, and customers to migrate to self-hosted server installation, which can be secured by a virtual private network, better known as a VPN. So there you have it. Hopefully the adoption of ATMs around the world for crypto continue to spout up. Uh, I'm noticing quite a few, uh even out here in Puerto Rico, which is fantastic. And with that being shared, now let's discuss some off-grid mining taking place in Texas. Then we'll be discussing the latest with the Biden 30% proposed mining tax. And then we'll be discussing some Bitcoin fireworks as per the ex-Bitmex CEO, Arthur Hayes. And then we'll discuss the latest prediction from the one and only GigaChad Michael Saylor, his 2023 Bitcoin prediction, which he recently shared with Kitco News. And then we'll be doing some live uh, Q&A. So yeah, let's discuss some mining. And how many of you are mining Bitcoin? Let me know in the comments below. According to Cathedral Bitcoin, the firm will be deploying Bitcoin miners at 360 minings off-grid Texas campus. CBIT will pay $55 per megawatt hour of power consumed, plus 10% of the gross Bitcoin mined at the site. The announcement details the deal gives CBIT the rights to 2 megawatts of mining capacity, which could produce an estimated 0.054 exahashes hashes per second, or a 50 54 petahashes per seconds of capacity. If uh, necessary, it is economically advantageous to do so. The companies uh, can abstain from Bitcoin mining and sell the natural gas on the open market. We're excited to begin working with 360 Mining, a company run by Bitcoiners who have put in the proof of work to develop off-grid mining expertise. Now, Cathedral's chairman and president, Drew Armstrong, stated this partnership is an important step for Cathedral. And also added, with the onset of the Bitcoin bear market last year, we were focused to pause our rover manufacturing efforts in pursuit of off Grid Energy to focus on maximizing the near-term operating cash flow. Cathedra plans to deploy its own mobile Bitcoin mining data centers called Rovers. To start with, these Rovers will be equipped with older models of mining machines, specifically the Whats Miner MS1S and MS. 2S, with Cathedra obtained through its partnership with Great American Mining in 2021 and 2022. The firm aims to optimize these machines using its underclocking technology with the goal to make them more energy efficient. Quoting them here, upon completion of any subsequent deployments, the company expects the full 2 megawatts Bitcoin mining capacity under the partnership to produce at least 54 uh, pH of incremental hash rate. Cathedra's announcement detailed and cl- in collaboration with 360 Mining comes in the wake of numerous. Bitcoin mining companies, expanding the operations and acquiring thousands of ASIC machines of their fleets. And despite the challenges faced by Bitcoin miners during the crypto bear market of 2022, 2023 has brought significant improvements for Bitcoin mining participants, especially when it comes to the profits. So there you have it. And now let's break down our latest. We all heard that proposed tax for Bitcoin miners at 30% if you're in the United States, and then it kind of got brushed away. Well, is it really off the table or can this come back to bite us in the butt? Let's discuss it in further detail. Bitcoin miners in the US can breathe a sigh of relief after proposed tax on crypto mining did not make it into the bill to raise the US debt ceiling that appears set to pass. The digital asset mining energy excise tax proposal sought to charge crypto miners a tax equal to 10% of the cost of electricity they use for mining in 2024 before scaling up to 30% in 2026. The tax was highly controversial with critics arguing that it had the potential to increase global emissions as a result of miners being forced to go overseas where countries may produce more emissions during energy production. And additionally, Bitcoin miners seek out cheap energy and, as one of the cheapest sources of energy in excess, renewable energy. Bitcoin miners can actually incentivize its production by providing utilities with a buyer of energy that would otherwise be wasted. The news broke after Bitcoin miner Riot platforms. Uh, Price President Research Pierre Rochard noted May 28th that the proposed bill did not include any mention of of this dame tax which representative warren davidson replied was one of the victories of the bill shout out to warren davidson now while much of the online discussion around the news suggests the proposal was dead others such as coin metrics co-founder nick carter highlighted it was only temporarily defeated alluding to the possibility of it being included in future bills as nick carter warns us here on crypto twitter carter suggested later in a may 29 twitter thread that the administration would likely attempt to sneak it into some honorable bill and would already have done so if they had the political currency to do so i think he makes a great point but bills are required to pass both through congress and the house and considering the republican party is generally opposed to increasing in taxes and currently controls the house it seems unlikely that such a bill would likely be able to make it into the president's desk and while speaking to the chamber of digital commerce founder and ceo uh Kiri Ann Boring during the May 20th fireside chat at the Bitcoin 2023 conference in Miami. We had Senator Cynthia Lummis assured viewers that the DAME tax isn't going to happen. Now, we all hope that Cynthia Lummis is correct. Lumis added that ensuring Bitcoin mining firms remain in the U.S. was important for both the national security and energy security, highlighting how Bitcoin mining can both reduce the gas flaring emissions and help to stabilize the energy grid. Now, is the damage already done? In response to questions from Cointelegraph, Bitcoin miner, Marathon Digital Holding CEO Fred Thiel suggested that regardless of whether President Joe's administration decides to keep pursuing the DAME tax, it will continue its anti-crypto agenda. Quoting him here, I think it is clear that This administration will continue to broadly oppose the crypto sector and even this specific tax is no longer on the table. It is likely not the last of the misguided targeted efforts to bring this industry down. I mean, he's telling it like it is. I agree there 100%. They're going to continue and continue. Theo highlighted how the actions of the U.S. government and regulators weigh in on business decisions while speaking to Cointelegraph, saying, regardless of the DAME taxes' likelihood of passing, Marathon has already begun diversifying the locations of our operations. He added that with regulation around mining being so nebulous, his firm has made the strategic decision not to concentrate its footprint in the U.S., but rather diversify its operations. He pointed to a May 9th announcement from his firm which said it would be building two new mining facilities in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is a region that has made a concentrated effort to attract crypto-related investments via its clear regulatory regime, which has uh, been hailed as Pro market. So take that. United States clearly falling behind and, uh, it's causing miners to open up shop overseas like we're witnessing in Abu Dhabi. And I don't blame them at the end of the day when there is no clarity in the market. And it seems this operation crypto choke point will continue from regulators and, uh, you know, politicians alike. But with that being shared fam, now let's discuss some bullishness for the King crypto, shall we? And this is coming from the ex BitMEX CEO, Arthur Hayes. Hayes, he is outlining a bullish path for Bitcoin amid the current reduced crypto market activity. He said in a new essay that the Federal Reserve's rate hike will catalyze a Bitcoin bull run. According to Arthur Hayes, the Fed will likely have to print money to pay interest on reserve balances, thereby increasing liquidity in the system. Hayes predicts that wealthy asset holders who receive interest payments from the Fed will likely buy risk assets with The proceeds, and quoting him here, all of this interest paid is effectively a stimulus program to wealthy asset holders. What do wealthy asset holders do when they have more money than they need? They purchase risk assets, gold, Bitcoin, AI tech stocks, etc., with all the beneficiaries of this wealth that is printed by the government and handed out as interest. Hayes says he believes that the fireworks and the real Bitcoin bull market will begin in the late third and early fourth quarter of this year. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Arthur Hayes. And on the reduced crypto market activity, the BitMEX founder said that the American summer months tend to always disappoint, but that the situation will later change. Quitting him here, I expect that Bitcoin will hold firm here. I do not believe we will retest 20,000 or come anywhere close as money slowly trickles into the global risk asset markets. A strong base of support will form. Volatility and trading volumes always disappoint during the Northern Hemisphere summer months, so I am not surprised that DGENs plagued by boredom have checked out of crypto trading. For the time being, I will use this time to calm, to slowly increase my allocation to Bitcoin after the U.S. Treasury's general account is replenished. And as more and more pundits start talking about what is happening to the billions of dollars printed by the Fed and U.S. Treasury and handed out as interest, it will become common knowledge once more that the money printer is going and then the printer goes Bitcoin goes boom. So there you have it. Lo and behold, money printers keep doing their thing and Bitcoin will continue climbing. Do you agree or disagree with Arthur Hayes? we likely to have a fantastic Bitcoin breakout sometime in the fourth quarter of this year, heading into the first quarter of 2024. Also, keep it in mind now the Bitcoin happening is roughly only 10 months out. That's right. It's going to be happening. And once it does, you already know. Prepare for the fireworks. With that being shared, now for the latest prediction coming from Michael Saylor. That's right. We got the MicroStrategy CEO. He was recently interviewed by Kitco News and made a very bold uh, prediction. So let's break this down and then we'll dive into some live Q&A. Let's go. Shout out to everyone just tuning in and joining us in the live chat. Uh, gold will fail as an asset as people realize the Bitcoin offers superior properties to the yellow metal. That is according to billionaire Michael Saylor, the executive chair and co-founder of MicroStrategy, the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on its balance sheet and currently holds a whopping 140,000 BTC. He says here, Bitcoin is the digital synthetic successor to gold. Lead anchor and editor-in-chief of KitGo News, Michael Saylor was talking. To and said, Bitcoin is going to appreciate at a faster rate. Gold is going to fail eventually. People will sell all of their gold and buy Bitcoin. Let's ask Peter Schiff if this is true. Well, guess what? Peter Schiff has finally. Uh, capitulated and launching NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain via ordinals. So, hey, maybe it's that time. Now, MicroStrategy started purchasing Bitcoin back in August of 2020, which Sailor has paid off given the appreciation and Bitcoin's price since then, ultimately meaning the investment has paid off. Bitcoin is up 140%, he observed. The S&P index is up maybe 25%. The NASDAQ is up in the teens or maybe less. Gold is like uh, plus 1%, and silver has been down and lost money and bonds have lost even more. Now, a long term hodler of Bitcoin, Saylor claimed that Bitcoin had succeeded as an inflation hedge and in store of value. He first started investing into Bitcoin because of its limited supply cap and decentralized blockchain network, which makes it cheaper to self custody than other assets without the counterparty risks. Quoting the Giga Chat again, Bitcoin is faster, smarter, stronger than gold, with all the advantages of gold, a bearer instrument with no counterparty risk, that's a non sovereign store of value. Gold is expensive to hold, it's centralizing, people can steal it from you, and gold miners keep debasing it to make more gold. That's right. Facts he's preaching there. Now Saylor also recently spoke at the Bitcoin Miami conference, uh just recently. How many of you watched it? Let me know. This is what he had to share. I am a Bitcoin Bitcoin realist. He maintained that he is a Bitcoin realist and not a purist Or when it comes to how people choose to hold their Bitcoin. He goes on to share, if Bitcoin is going to be the solution for 8 billion people on the planet, then it's going to be inevitable that large institutions, churches, corporations, and the like are going to need an infrastructure of custodians and banks. There are all sorts of groups of people that can't reasonably be expected to self-custody. And he noted that a corporation which owns Bitcoin cannot have the CEO or board of directors self-custody to Bitcoin Due to due diligence and regulation, quoting him again, if Apple is going to have Bitcoin and Apple is a corporation, they are not going to give it to Apple's CEO, Tim Cook, he remarked. Now, March of 2023 saw the failure of Bank Silvergate Silicon Valley banking signature and on March or May 1st first republic bank also collapsed and was bought by jp morgan chase and in total these banks had over 500 billion dollars in total assets Saylor said that whether or not more u.s banks fail is a political decision he's right quoting him here it's the politicians that decide whether the banks collapse they can choose to have them not collapse by backing them or they can choose to take into receivership a bank and then the creditors and the equity holders are wiped out and the depositors aren't. So in the case of Silvergate, Silicon Valley banking signature, the federal government and Federal Reserve bailed out depositors while allowing the banks to fail. This was all by design, folks. Quoting him again, under no circumstances would I have my money in a weak bank or in a bank in a weak country with a weak currency, that is basically playing Russian roulette. In the US, I would probably have confidence in my deposits, but if I were an investor or creditor to a smaller bank, I wouldn't have confidence in my securities. So there you have it very powerful, bold words coming from Michael Saylor. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I agree 100%. I don't trust the banks whatsoever. So only keep in your bank what you're willing to lose at the end of the day. So there you have it. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.